Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1001. I can't think of any better representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be herself. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ashley Shoemaker. Hey, Ashley, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Ashley Shoemaker is the market sales manager for the Pacific Northwest and Arizona for Haggerty Insurance Agency. She's worked in the insurance business for over 12 years and the last eight have been with Haggerty. Haggerty Insurance Agency is a premier classic car vintage boat insurance company. They protect over a million vehicles, including classic cars, boats, motorcycles, and automobilia. Haggerty Insurance gives back by donating 10% of their net revenue to programs and organizations devoted to preserving the hobby and youth education. Ashley attends numerous car shows and events, and you'll see her on the lawn at Pebble Beach, at the Grand National Roaster Show, Hot August Nights, Scottsdale Auction Week, and many other major automobile shows. You are having fun. So, Ashley, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Well, I currently live in Seattle and I've been employed with Haggerty since early 2010. I would say that my love for classic cars started at a very young age since I grew up with a 1956 T-Bird in my household that my parents still have to this day. And then prior to joining Haggerty, uh, I've been in the insurance industry roughly 12 years now. So quite a bit of work experience within the industry, eight of those years, of course, being with Haggerty and enjoying the collector car hobby. Yeah, you're having fun. And I'll let our listeners know, I met Ashley when you joined Haggerty. So we've been friends for eight years plus now, I guess. And living in the Northwest, we'd always end up at the same car shows and I always said this is for a long time kind of a men's world with these classic cars, but I love the fact that more and more women are involved. I've had over a 100 women here on cars, yeah, who are in the automotive industry. So do you find even in the insurance agency with the field of collector cars and Haggerty that you're somewhat of a rarity or are there a lot of women involved in Haggerty's business in the insurance industry? It is funny you bring that up. I I certainly have seen more and more women, as you mentioned, get involved and I guess get more involved in the collector car hobby. I don't know if it's just the, the current times that we're living in and we're seeing more and more women move into roles that maybe typically in the past were more male prominent. I'm certainly enjoying, I would say, seeing more women out out in the hobby. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, me too. I I think it's a great thing. And like I said, here on Cars, yeah, I've had over 100 women on the show from all different walks. In fact, I'm planning a future week-long Women of Cars, yeah, week where I'm going to start with Lynn St. James, who's been a guest here, of course, a race car driver, Indy 500 racer. And we're going to have a week of women race car drivers, which I'm kind of having some fun aligning some people on the show here. So look forward to that. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. Some kind of a mantra or a saying that's important to you, Ashley. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah, so take the wheel. Thanks. 
So I actually thought of two quotes and they're shorter. So I'll run through them. The first one is, I can't think of any better representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be herself. And Emma Stone said that, who is an actress and a fun actress that I enjoy watching in the movies. But this one has stuck with me because I think it's a part of putting your best foot forward and being the best version of yourself. And that's something that I really try to live by and mainly what my attitude goes towards. I love it. You know, Emma Stone, when I think of Emma Stone and I think of you, I see some correlation. She seems like a very, and since I've known you a while, I can say this, very confident woman, um, fun, always a big smile on her face, at least when I see the movies, of course. I don't know her as, as an individual like I know you, but I like that. Now, you said there was a second one. Yes, yes. So another one is learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. And Eleanor Roosevelt said that. And being in this industry and just continuously working with all of my coworkers on a daily basis, I continue to learn from all of my coworkers, not just necessarily mistakes that maybe they've made or something that they've tried that didn't necessarily go the way they wanted it to go. But we all really gain a lot and learn from one another. And that's how we succeed, I feel, in our field positions with Haggerty. I thoroughly enjoy hearing what's worked well for a lot of my counterparts and coworkers so that I can apply that to the territory that I manage to reach my goals. Absolutely. I had a guest on the show, it was a young woman who talked about every year she sets a goal of failing 100 times a year. And I said, what? I mean, most people set goals to achieve. And she said, no, I like to fail because every time I fail, I learn something new. And otherwise, if I don't push myself to failure, I don't really learn anything new. So kind of relates to that saying that you just shared with us, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yep. Uh, Hard thing to do, though, to go out and say, okay, I'm going to blow it today. (laughs) So I think I uh, admire her spirit. Well, Let's talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. You touched on this at the beginning. Your dad and mom had a T-Bird, and I love the fact that they still have it. That is pretty cool. Very smart people to keep that car in the family. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car gal? Yes. So this one kind of took me back because not only did I grow up with the classic T-Bird in the household, and I grew up going to some car club T-Bird Club functions with my parents. When I turned 17 in high school, my parents did gift me a 1995 Mustang convertible for my birthday. (laughs) And this was a really fun car, especially at such a young age. And I had that car for a few years and had a lot of great memories in that car. However, when I think of that pivotal moment for me, and when I realized that, oh my gosh, I I love this hobby and something that really excited me. I got to participate in the Monty Shelton Northwest Classic Rally, which takes place out of Portland. And I got to participate in this rally my first year at Haggerty. It was my first summer working for Haggerty, which was in 2010. But I got to be the navigator and the passenger in a 1959 Alfa Romeo Giulietta Spider. And this, yeah, very nice car. This rally is a time speed distance rally 
So it channeled a little bit of my competitive side, but riding around in this beautiful little alpha for the weekend was one of the most fun adventures I've had in a car. And after that event, after that weekend, I was hooked and just beyond excited about classic cars specifically. Absolutely brilliant. I did some of those time distance rallies with my son, uh, another older Porsche that I had, and they were so much fun. They were challenging, though. They really kind of tested you if you haven't done them before of how to get to a certain place within a certain time. Sometimes you get there too soon or you get there too late. They're a bit of a challenge. What a fun way to get indoctrinated into your new career at Haggerty and then to do that. Have you done many rallies since then? I have done a couple more time speed distance rallies. I did the Monty Shelton rally again the next summer. So long story short, we weren't able to use the car that we had originally planned to use for that weekend. So our time speed distance rally that we did in the car that we ended up using wasn't a qualified car for that rally. I believe the cars need to be, I think it's 1975 or 1979 and older. So we ended up needing to use a car from the early 90s. All the work we did during the rally didn't count towards the actual competition part, but it was still really fun, of course, to participate and and do that rally for the weekend. Oh, absolutely. But I have done a Yeah, I have done a couple others. Uh it is the Cascade Classic Rally, and I've participated in that a couple of times over the last few years, and that takes place locally. They usually rotate that between about three or four various kind of Washington destinations. It could be starting out of Issaquah or out on the peninsula um, or down in Olympia. So that's another fun local TSD rally that I've done as well. Oh, fantastic. There's so many great roads up here in the Pacific Northwest and so many cool cars, too, that uh, those are definitely fun things to do, but challenging, like I said. Well, Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down since we're talking about rallying, but talk about challenges or failures in your career. I would love for you just to walk us through one of these things that was a learning lesson for you. Kind of take us there and tell us what happened, but more importantly, tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career, in your business, or your life. Sounds good. So I really had to think about this one. And the one that the situation or the scenario that stuck out most in my mind was the decision to leave the former insurance company that I was working for to come on board with Haggerty. At the time when I interviewed with Haggerty, just after 2008, 2009, kind of the economic crash, and a lot of companies were laying off employees, unfortunately, and it was just kind of a tough time in, among many industries, probably all. So I really wasn't enjoying my position with my former company before coming on to Haggerty. And I had interviewed at a few places and nothing really stuck out. And I found the position with Haggerty on careerbuilder.com. So I applied and it moved pretty fast, my interview process with Haggerty. And I flew out to Traverse City, interviewed, came back flew home on a Friday and, you know, Monday morning, I got a call and was offered uh, the position to start with Haggerty. And so it happened very quick, thankfully, which I loved. But, you know, I think with everything going on in the industry and in my career at that time, and I really kind of leaned on advice from my parents and my dad specifically. 
so with everything going on, you know, my dad really felt like, don't change job careers, like don't leave your good job, your full time, good paying job that you have right now, because look at what's happening across the country right now. So he was really nervous for me to make a career change and switch companies, you know, not being too familiar with with Haggerty. And it was certainly a much smaller insurance company from where I came from. I felt conflicted. I felt like, gosh, I don't necessarily want to go against my dad's advice. He's given me such great career advice and guidance thus far. And I felt that I wanted to go for it because I ultimately, if I wasn't happy where I moved with Haggerty, I'd be in the same position that I am right now. Mm. Not happy with my current job. So my whole interview process with Haggerty and all the people I had met with them thus far, it was such a positive experience. And going to Haggerty's home office in Traverse City, Michigan, it's a beautiful facility. And I got to interact with a lot of great people who've now been my coworkers for many years. But I didn't have anything holding me back or I didn't have any indication to not move forward with accepting the job at Haggerty. So Needless to say, I feel it's been a phenomenal career decision for me to take this leap and switch gears with companies and come on board to Haggerty. It's, I've never looked back, and it's been such a wonderful ride thus far. Well, it's a great story about taking a chance, but I, my takeaway from this is going off your instincts and your gut. And I, I get that with your father with guidance, but since he didn't work in the industry and didn't experience that interview like you did... What's your takeaway for somebody out there that might be in a similar situation? Because a lot of people have great jobs from the standpoint of it's providing them with income. It seems secure. But of course, we all know, and especially after that time period, that security is a bit of an anomaly. You think it's secure, but you never know when you work for someone else when that could all end. So what's your takeaway for somebody who might be in the same shoes you were in? They're not that happy doing what they're doing. They feel like they need a change, but some people might be saying, oh, don't risk anything. Don't do that. What's your your takeaway or your advice for them? I think you hit it right on the nose, Mark. I think you have to go with your instinct and your intuition and think about your happiness and the position that you're currently in. Could it get any worse if you move forward? And are you always going to wonder what if, if Mm. you didn't go for it? (laughs) So my advice would definitely be to go for it and give it a shot. Yeah, it's great advice. My listeners have heard these words from me before. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Words of a loser. Uh, You know, to live your life wondering if, when something seems like a good thing to do, you really should take a chance. And the other part of it is, And I just had a guest on the other day that shared this. Don't get yourself ever in a position where you can't take that opportunity. And and by that, he means financially. Don't get yourself so overburdened financially that you feel like you can't take a gamble. You can't take a risk. And that's kind of basic life lessons. Live below your means. Save for a rainy day. And that rainy day can sometimes be a wonderful opportunity like you had with Haggerty. And I'll tell our listeners I've had McKeel Haggerty on the show. I've had many people from Haggerty. I don't think I've ever met anybody. I didn't like Haggerty Insurance Company. It's just a lot of great, talented, professional, fun people. And I think it's because you guys are all doing what you love. That's my takeaway from Haggerty. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, to add to my interview experience with Haggerty, uh, when I flew out to Traverse City, Michigan, and, you know, met numerous people, sat down and, and chatted with various folks, everybody was so insanely happy. And I thought to myself while I was there, they must really be putting on a show for me and really are making an effort to get me to want to come work for them. I mean, it was everybody was eerie happy. And I mean that in a good way, yeah. of course. Yeah. I left the company. I left my interviews feeling just really good. And it was such a good, positive feeling. So that's obviously helped with my decision. But everybody at Haggerty pretty much has that attitude. And Everybody just has fun, and it is a very positive work environment, Yeah, which no is doubt. wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, it reminds me of another guest I've had on the show, Magnus Walker, who, of course, is kind of the antithesis Porsche guy, uh, for those of you who know who he is. But uh, go with your gut is his saying on everything, because that usually your instincts are right. In fact, they're almost always right. If you're not feeling right in a position, there's a reason for that. So pay attention to that little voice, that gut. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those beautiful headlights kind of illuminate a new path or a road for you. You kind of shared one there with changing, pivoting and changing careers, not within the industry, but within companies. But is there a career aha moment for you that really stands out? Yeah. So, you know, with all of the field representatives across the country that work for Haggerty, we manage a set geographic territory in, in the state that we reside and where our territory is. So there's plenty of entrepreneurial aspects to this job, which I do. That's one of the main things that I love about this job. So an aha moment for me was just really learning the benefit of building relationships with car folks within the industry. More specifically, you know, once I got to learn and understand various collectors locally, and there's plenty of great, fabulous, large car collections within the Pacific Northwest, but really learning that if I took the time to go meet with this collector at their garage and tour their cars with them, and take an hour to to go do that and really get to know them as a person and get to know their collection, it really went a long way, a long way in helping to gain new business, get referrals from them, get learn about their network of car folks that they hang out with, the car shows that they attend and that they're involved with. You just really learn a lot. And thankfully, and Mark, you probably know and realize this, but most people that own classic and collector cars are very generous and love sharing the hobby and love sharing their cars. I quickly learned that being in this position. And I would say that that's something that's really helped me further my career and really grow my territory at Haggerty. You know, and this is kind of old school insurance. If you go back to the olden days, let's say 50s, 60s, even 70s, of how people sold insurance, very different than what we see today. People would actually go to people's homes and sit down with them, talk to them about their needs, about their family, about their careers, their life. What do they need as far as protection, no matter what kind of insurance they might be selling? And I think the social network that we've come to know with the uh, 
internet and so forth has killed off a lot of that where people just shop for price or they just go online and they buy insurance or other services from companies where there's no human contact. And you hit the nail on the head. Car collectors are a special breed of people. This is a passion for us who love cars. These are our babies. And they mean even more from the respect of money to they represent time spent with others and a different part of our life and a history. Of course, the value is important. We want to protect those. But I think, you know, you kind of went back to that old school of sitting down and putting a face to a company and showing interest. And since you're a passionate car person, Ashley, which I know you are, you're not just putting on a face for people. But I'm thinking of our listeners going, wait a minute, this lady gets to go out and look at cool car collections, talk to people about cars (laughs) as part of her business. Are you kidding me? I want to do that. What a wonderful aha. Well, you might have answered this next question already when you talk about that Mustang, but I always ask everybody for their first special car and a special memory about that vehicle. So is it that Mustang or is there another one for you? It's the Mustang. Yep, you hit it. You know, that was my first big birthday surprise for my gracious giving parents, that 95 Mustang convertible. It was that candy apple red color and boy, it was it was a really fun car to have for a few years. No doubt. How about a special memory with that vehicle? Can you think back to maybe a, a trip you took or something you did with friends or something that really makes that car stand out? I do have a fun memory and it's slightly embarrassing, but I think <laughs> I think people might enjoy hearing about it. <laughs> I took the car out, gosh, it, I was probably 18 or 19. I, I certainly wasn't 21 yet. And my best friend and I and her little brother, so the three of us, drove out to the Gorge Amphitheater to a concert. And I was trying to remember back on who, like what concert we were going out to see. And I'm pretty sure it was an Aerosmith concert. It wasn't Dave Matthews, which he plays there, as we know often. Pretty sure it was Aerosmith. And we went bombing out there. We probably left Bellingham, where I grew up and where we left from probably later. And so we're trying to make it out to the, to the concert. And you can probably assume and guess from that statement that we got pulled over Uh for speeding a little bit. So I got pulled over. There was no talking this officer out of a speeding ticket and we weren't going too much over, but I think they just had a lot of officers around the gorge that weekend on high patrol traveling out there. So embarrassingly enough, got a speeding ticket. So we're feeling bummed, but we're still going to the concert, still on the way out there. So we're we're going there and I'm following a line of cars and they're all going a little bit over the speed limit still. Uh-oh. So I just happened to be, unfortunately, the last car in this line of cars and we passed another cop car and boy, they spun out and pulled me right over. Oh no. And... Unfortunately, got pulled over twice in one day, probably within an hour. And thankfully, we did not get another speeding ticket. But I think that my saving grace in not getting another speeding ticket was the fact that I had just gotten one an hour earlier. So (laughs) that's a a silly and embarrassing memory in that car. But I I definitely had to share that because I and I will say for the record, I've not ever gotten pulled over again twice in one day. (laughs) Twice in one day. day. I like that. (laughs) But 
But that car, you know, that car also really stuck out like a sore thumb. And of course it was summertime and we had the top down and we're cruising by and, uh, Thelma and Louise and Brad Pitt in the back seat. Yeah, you were just a target. Uh, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, twice in one day. Yeah. Well, have your parents ever heard that story? I don't think they have. Oh, no. now they have. Oh, gosh. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Twice in one day. Yep. Well, it happens to the best of us. So never fear. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go you wish you had back? You know, yes and no. There is a car that sticks out. So after the, um, after the Mustang, uh, my parents and I sold it. And then they helped me a couple years later get a 99 Mercedes 230 SL, Ooh. which was a very fun little car that I had for a few years. And during this time, too, I also I pretty much always had, thankfully, a company car which uh, being a a field rep for insurance companies and even for Haggerty, it's a nice perk to the job to get a company car. So my 99 Mercedes was really my weekend fun car every now and then. So it certainly wasn't my daily driver by any means. We ended up selling the car because I got engaged to my husband and we ended up buying a house in Seattle. And then shortly after we put down a down payment and bought our house. Uh, we put a deposit down for our wedding. So a lot of money coming out of our accounts at the time. And, you know, of course, we're feeling a little bit of that pressure. So we did end up selling the Mercedes in order to help essentially pay for our wedding. I don't necessarily regret the decision, but, you know, I do think about that car and how much fun it was to have that car and cruise around with the top down in the summertime for a few years. So I certainly have good memories with it. It, it was okay that we sold it uh, because it went towards a good, fun thing. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the good thing is there's there's always cars to be had down the line. So yep. it was a chap- chapter in my life, and uh, we'll look at the next car down the line. Well, that's the best way to look at it. I remember that car because I knew you before you were married, and... I remember you talking about maybe selling it right before you got married. But, you know, I've heard this from many, many people, and I'm one of them, too, that things come up and some things are more important. And that's an asset that you can let go and use to make that memory. And, of course, a wedding, hopefully you only get married once. And so that experience is something you want it to be the best it can be, and you use that money. Yeah, and later in your life, there'll be uh, a kid's college education that you have to let a car go for. Something very important like that. So uh, a nice story. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what has you excited and fired up at, at Haggerty Insurance these days. There's so many great programs that Haggerty's involved in and so many cool things that people can access, even if they're not a customer. Uh, their price quoting system where you can go and look what valuations are of old cars. If you join Haggerty and if you're insured by them, they send you a great magazine and all these different things. And they're, of course, involved in a lot of philanthropy with helping with youth groups and so forth. So what has you excited and fired up about Haggerty Insurance Company these days? So I'm glad you brought up some of our programs. One of the internal programs at Haggerty that they have, and they've been doing for a long, long time, is they do employee restoration projects. And they've been holding them at their, of course, their headquarters in Traverse City, So this program 
allows employees to sign up and participate in restoring various vehicles. And I think that Haggerty does this program probably every couple of years. And we're actually, the Golden Colorado office is about to restore a classic Bronco pretty soon for the employee project. So that should be fun. But with that being said, being in the field and working for Haggerty and being away from both of Haggerty's office locations, many of us scattered across the country don't have the option to get involved with these types of projects. And I do have a lot of coworkers across the country that have their own classic or fun collector car. And it's always been something, of course, in the back of my mind that I've been wanting to take on and wanting to do. Something exciting coming up for this year that I'm going to make happen is my family has a 1987 Jeep Wrangler. And we've had this Jeep in the family for several years now. It was actually, it belonged to my granddad who lived in Louisiana. And after he passed away, I was probably in my early 20s, maybe 21, 22. My parents hauled the Jeep over from Louisiana to their home in Arizona. And they live in Arizona full-time now. And since my granddad passed away, the Jeep has lived at my parents' place in Arizona but they don't really drive it very often. I get to drive it quite frequently when I go down to visit them in Arizona, which it's a really fun Jeep to drive around the Phoenix area. But otherwise, otherwise the Jeep's just been sitting in storage. It needs a little bit of engine work, but my plan actually in the next month or two is to have it transported up to Seattle and have some local shops or contacts take a look at it for me and get it fixed up. And we'll have it in Seattle to play around with. How cool. I'm really looking forward to it. It's not a true classic, of course. It's it's an 87 Jeep, but it's definitely a fun, modern, fun-to-drive car, I would say. Yeah. It's a little bit different because, and my granddad bought it this way. He certainly didn't make these modifications to it, but the Jeep has a 350 Chevy engine in it. Whoa. And it has a really, yeah, so it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And it has a really fun, bright, metallic green paint job to Uh, it. Cool. So it comes with a soft top, so you can remove the hard top and put the soft top on if you want to, or go no top. So I think we're going to have fun with it in Seattle. Yeah, Yeah. this is cool. And the great thing, too, in this state of Washington, of course, when a car reaches 30 years, you can get what's called collector plates on the car, and you don't have to register it anymore as long as you don't use it as a regular daily driver. So that saves a little bit of money. And uh, what I've always done with my older cars is go find a vintage plate that matches the year, which they let you do in this state, so you can have a classic old vintage plate on that old vintage Jeep. So that sounds like fun. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good idea, Mark. I will keep that in mind. Well, definitely. That'll save you because you don't have to register it anymore after that. That's the last year you have to do registration on the car. No more smog or anything. Um, And they do that in the state of Washington. Some other states too, I understand. I think they do it in California maybe as well. But uh, yeah, very fun. So uh, definitely do that. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Ashley. If you were a vehicle, what kind of vehicle would Ashley be and why? So I've given this a lot of thought, and I am going to go for a 1950s Porsche Speedster. Oh. 
And I'm going to say a couple terms that aren't favorable in the collector car world, but this is just a really cute, stylish, and fun car. Um, (laughs) I've always enjoyed them, but I love the body style on these cars, and they are just a very cute, fun car. And so, of course, this car, for me, would need to be complete with the belted hood detail and a little luggage rack on the back (laughs) to ask for those added accessories. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think that's what I'm going with. Well, I lo- I knew there's a reason I loved you, Ashley. It's because I love speedsters. So that's a perfect fit for you. Wonderful little cars. <laughs> I mean, they're just so delightful. Sadly, they become so incredibly valuable that they're unobtainium to mere mortals. I've always wanted to have a 58. That's the year I was born, but uh, they've gotten a little crazy. But uh, I've got plenty of friends that have, of course, like the Intermechanica replica cars and so forth that you can at least go around and have some fun versus driving a half million dollar toy that you're so petrified to leave in front of Starbucks that you would never walk away from the thing. But very nice. Ashley is a little speedster. Perfect. I love it. Well, up next is the last <laughs> lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Ashley, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? So coming on board to Haggerty uh, and anybody coming into the collector car world, it can be pretty overwhelming, I would say, because there's just so much to learn. And I think you just feel 
I felt certainly overwhelmed uh, with my lack of car knowledge. So some advice someone gave me one time was to pick an era of a particular car and focus your research on that particular era of cars and really just learn how the models changed year over year, how many years they were produced in this body style, et cetera, and then move on to the next era or another completely different type of make model altogether of mm. car. Yeah. So it's the old, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time instead of drinking from the mm-hmm. fire hose. Yeah. Is there a particular era of classic or vintage car that you found yourself very fond of? Well, so with that advice given to me, I actually started with the 50s T-Birds with the baby birds. Mm. So I kind of dug into those three years of the 55, 56, 57s and you know, kind of immersed myself in how did they change year over year and just really kind of started started that and Perfect. then kind of moved on to various other types from there. I love it. And of course, is it the 57 that has the porthole hard window? It started with the 56. 56. Actually. There you go. Well, you taught me something today. Yeah. So very nice. I always love that little <laughs> that little round window is so cool. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? Yes, I really try to stay organized and prepared. So something that I do is I I actually make little lists, including to-do lists, grocery lists, what have you, on my little notepad on my phone. And I do this almost daily, but it's something that has really helped me not forget things. And I can always go back and reference my notes on my little notepad. Mm, Yeah, it's a very smart thing to do. I've had many, many extremely successful guests here on Cars, yeah, who use that notepad method of keeping track of things. I always say it's uh, a nice thing to do because then you don't have to remember anything because you've already written it down. So, and these little funny devices we carry around these days uh, have so many cool things built into them for doing that. Now, how about a resource? I know there's a lot of cool resources at Haggerty, so I hope you tip on one of those. But is there a resource that you really like that you'd like to share? There is. And you hit it on the nose again. I am going to refer, of course, Haggerty.com and go to valuation. We have a valuation tab, and this allows you to look up values of vehicles and even order one of our quarterly price guides. So it's a really great resource and great tool if you haven't checked it out before. You know, I'll remind listeners, I love this tool, and they started it quite a while ago, and it's just gotten better and better. And I, being someone in the collector car market and knowing car values somewhat, I'm not an expert, but I, I have a pretty good idea. I think you guys are so close and accurate in this price guide because so many you see, even in some magazines I get. Now, I'll exclude sports car market because the great thing about sports car market, of course, is They show actual sale prices, although they are from auctions and things, which might tend to be a little higher than private sales. But I'm not so sure about that sometimes. But I would encourage listeners to go check this out. It doesn't cost anything. You have to sign up, but that's okay because Haggerty will send you some cool stuff that once you subscribe to them that I think you'll find very valuable, all sorts of cool things. And, of course, their Facebook page and so forth. But the valuations tool is so, so accurate. I love it. Now, if you could have a drink, with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? 
if I could pick someone to have a drink with, I think I think I would choose Keith Richards. Wow. And uh, pick his brain about some cars, but I feel like he'd have a lot of really great stories about his career and time with the Rolling Stones. So. Oh my gosh, that'd be one long evening if he started telling stories of his career with the Stones. That would be something else, but... Uh... Well, you're special, Ashley, because I've never allowed anybody to break out of that mold. But since you're my 1,001st guest starting that next era of cars, yeah, I thought, okay, I'll cut Ashley a little slack since I've known you for a while, too. So, <laughs> But I love that way you still incorporated you. a car. Oh, you're welcome. You still incorporated a car back into that answer. So that's cool. You're still uh, You're still doing okay. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read as well? Yes, and I'm sure this book has been mentioned before, but I really enjoyed The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. And he's a local author to Seattle, but also being a dog lover myself, this was just a great story and a great book. Uh, Yes, I can see you sitting by the fire with Coco at your feet, reading The Art of Racing in the (laughs) Rain. So, uh most definitely. And of course, regular listeners will know that Garth Stein's been a guest on this show. And here we are into the 1000 series of guests here on Cars Yeah. And of course, we start with Garth Stein's book. I'll let listeners know that are new to Cars Yeah. That is the most recommended book here on Cars Yeah by far. And I'm so lucky I got to meet him up in Seattle and have him on the show and talk a little bit more about that. You can go back and find him in the Cars Yard archives and the Cars Yard website. And you can find all these resources Ashley has shared with us today on her personal show notes page on the Cars Yard website. Just go to carsyard.com, type in Ashley Shoemaker, and her page will pop right up. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm buying you any cool collector car on the planet, Ashley. Doesn't matter what it costs, but here are the rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or another big house in Seattle. You've got to keep it. You've got to drive it. You've got to enjoy it. But money's no object. And I'll even pick up the cost of insuring this through Haggerty, of course. So don't worry about what it would cost to insure either. What's a car going to be and why? It is going to be a 1956 Mercedes 300 SL Goldwing. Oh, this has just been, it is a beautiful car, and it's been one of my favorites for a long time. Yeah, wow. What color would you like? Ooh, good question. I think maybe white or oh. silver with some navy interior. You know, I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen a white going. Of course, I've seen silver, red, a lot of different interesting colors, but I don't know that I've ever in person seen a white one and white on navy with maybe some of that really cool plaid inserting that the Germans did back in the 50s with some kind of a, you know, maybe blue and yellow mix or something. I don't know. That would be pretty cool. So, oh, Ashley, you've uh, kind of wiped out my checkbook <laughs> today, haven't you? Just a little bit, but that's okay. I think you'd look pretty good cruising through the hills in the car. I think so, too. Yeah. Sorry to break your bank. That's Mark. okay. Everybody does every day here on Cars. Yeah. So I just wish I could go out and buy people real cars. That would be pretty special. Well, Ashley, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. I really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the listeners here on Cars. Yeah. Please offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off in the sunset in that beautiful 56 SL going. Ultimately, have fun and enjoy the ride. There you go. 
What's the best way for our listeners to contact you and learn more about Haggerty and your business? I would say you can follow me on my Facebook page. So if you search Ashley Shoemaker, Haggerty Pacific Northwest, you'll find me. And I also have a landing page off of Haggerty.com. So if you type in Haggerty.com backslash A Shoemaker, I will come up. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll make sure I put links to all these great connections here on Ashley's show notes page on the CarShare website. Ashley, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with me and the CarShare audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. This was a blast. Awesome. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!